Today's episode is brought to you by Gary's Shave Club. For a small fee, Gary's Shave Club delivers to your door monthly a list of shave club meetings in your surrounding area. Make new friends and connect with other shaving enthusiasts. Visit GarysShaveClub.com to get started. Gary's Shave Club, putting the club back in shave club. All right, let's turn it up. Hello, Freebirds. It's Freebird Day. Here on Skinner Reconsidered, the only show where I review every single Leonard Skinner song. I am your host, The Simple Man, and this is big time, everybody. This is a very, very special episode. We're going to talk about Freebird, the last song and the first album, and obviously one of the two most important songs in the entire Skinner catalog. So this is a very special episode of Skinner Reconsidered, much like those dramatic episodes of 80s sitcoms that taught us all so many lessons. Probably the most famous one is Jesse getting hooked on the caffeine pills on Saved by the Bell. But also remember Growing Pains, where Carol's boyfriend dies after drinking and driving. Her boyfriend was Matthew Perry, by the way. Little tidbit. The very special episode that I remember most that really freaked me out was the two-part episode of Different Strokes, where the pedophile who owns the bike shop tries to get his disgusting claws on Arnold and Dudley. It was absolutely confusing and terrifying to me at the time. I'm still afraid of that episode, those two episodes. I don't think I could ever watch it again. But then again, why would I? But this episode of Skinner Reconsidered is very special, just like those, but hopefully a lot more fun and less preachy and definitely less disturbing than those two episodes of Different Strokes that gave me nightmares. There is so much to unpack Freebirds in today's episode. This will probably be the longest episode of Skinner Reconsidered of all time, in part because I believe this is the longest Skinner song, but also because it's so important and there's so much that we can discuss here today. I'll tell you right now, my earliest and most specific Leonard Skinner memory is about Freebird, as it should be. This is the song that first made me interested in Skinner, and if it weren't for this song, I, I probably wouldn't even do this podcast. We wouldn't have this together, Freebirds. Can you even imagine that? I can't. I don't want to. But I'll get into that memory a little bit later, but I think the first topic we should address here is the practice of concert goers yelling out Freebird as a request to whatever band happens to be playing that night, even if they're not Leonard Skinner. You guys know what I'm talking about. I don't have to explain it to you. If you've ever been to a concert, at least around where I live, it's only a matter of time before somebody is going to yell out Freebird, and I don't get it. Where did this start? How is this even a joke? I guess now the joke is that people always say that, so that's what makes it funny, because you're carrying on this horrible tradition. But how is it funny in the first place? How did this ever start? Why would you yell out Freebird to a band that doesn't play Freebird? So I'm curious, and I did a little research for you guys out there to see if anyone knows how this all got started. And the short answer is no. Of course, there are multiple theories on how this practice of yelling out Freebird began. I do think it does make sense to me that in a lot of ways this began with the live Leonard Skinner album, which is called One More From The Road, which they released in 1976. A pretty good live album from what I've heard, but I need to listen to it more. 
But the last song that they played on that live album, on that at that live show, was of course Free Bird. And before getting into it, Ronnie Van Zant yells out to the crowd, what song is it you want to hear? And actually, instead of me explaining this, why don't we just take a quick listen to perhaps where this all began. I got time to do one more. I want to feel it. What song? It, what song you want to hear? Tell me. I want you to tell them. One more time. All right. Now let's put some grease in the frying pan. All right. And yes, they did grease up that pan. They played a super hot version of Freebird, a 14-minute version of Freebird that I like a lot. But perhaps that was the beginning of this incredibly annoying phenomenon. But there are actually a, a number of articles out there trying to delve into the origin, which surprised and delighted me. There was even an article in the Wall Street Journal about this, people. And that's how important this is. And what I've learned is that there was a man named Kevin Matthews, who was a radio personality in Chicago in the late 80s. He asked his fans, who were called the Kevheads, so you know this guy's the worst. He asked him to yell Freebird for years. He claims to have originated this tradition. Apparently Florence Henderson of the Brady Bunch was doing a concert in town. And since he thought that was boring or bad, he wanted his fans to interrupt her performance, despite the fact that she's just trying to make a living and the people who are there seeing her must want to see her. But he thought it'd be great if the fans yelled out Freebird while Florence Henderson is trying to perform. Apparently the Kevheads obliged and this started this horrible tradition that we all know and have to deal with today. But there's a differing opinion from someone else in Chicago. It's interesting that all this seems to be based in Chicago. Although it could be I just read an article that was written in Chicago, but who knows. But Greg Cott, who's a famous uh, music critic, writer for the Chicago Tribune, he says that he remembers the Freebird call-out from the early 1980s. He thinks it originated as an in-joke among indie rock fans who are basically making fun of mainstream classic rock. I think the truth is, Freebirds, we're never going to know. We're never going to like this, but we're going to have to deal with it probably till we all die. So who really knows how it began, but the next question is, how do the performers react? You know that if you're a touring band, you're going to have to deal with this at some point. Some of those bands play Freebird. I know that uh, I've heard Frank Zappa and his band do that. They were known for that. I've heard Ben Folds try it. Fish, of course, does an acapella version of Freebird if someone calls it out or if they just feel like being fish. Bill Hicks, the comedian, had a pretty famous tirade against an audience member who called out Freebird. He got very angry, which is unusual for him, and he called it the mantra of the moron. So what does Skinner themselves think about this tradition? The surviving members, what do they make of it? Johnny Van Zant, who is of course Ronnie Van Zant's brother and is now the lead singer for Leonard Skinner, he says, quote, it's not an insult at all. I think it's kind of cool. It's fun and people are doing it in a fun way. That's what music's supposed to be about. Music is supposed to be fun sometimes, but I don't think it's cool. I think it's annoying personally, but Johnny has his own opinion. 
But get this, Johnny Van Zant goes even further when speaking on this topic. He describes a concert that he went to with his wife. He went to see Cher. And guess what, Freebirds? Johnny Van Zant himself could not help but to yell out Freebird during Cher's concert. I don't know if that, maybe that is actually funny if you're Johnny Van Zant and you yell it out, but that might be the only time it's funny, or it might be even worse. I don't know. I think about Skinner all the time. It's it's really getting weird. If you guys are half as interested in this band as I am, you must be loving this podcast, so you're welcome. I hope you are. I hope you're interested. This song was written by Ronnie Van Zant and Alan Collins. Alan Collins wrote the initial chorus to the song, and Ronnie Van Zant insisted that he, he couldn't write lyrics to the song because there were too many chords. He didn't think he could sing a melody that would work with the chords. But Alan Collins, to his credit, kept playing the the song and at rehearsal one day Ronnie Van Zant told him hey hang on I got an idea Alan please keep playing that song so Alan Collins played those chords over and over again and inspiration struck Ronnie Van Zant he wrote the song or he wrote the lyrics to this song in about 10 15 20 minutes interesting thing about Ronnie Van Zant he never ever wrote down any of his lyrics never wrote them down he said that if he couldn't remember the lyrics, then they weren't worth remembering. So he never wrote anything down. I don't think I've ever heard that about any other songwriter. But you know, let's just get into it. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Freebird. stop right there the opening of the song is classic you know you're getting into a rock anthem when you hear that organ play and the opening the organ is actually played by not by Billy Powell but by Al Cooper the producer of this album who we've talked about quite a bit and get this Al Cooper also played the organ to the Bob Dylan song like a rolling stone so that iconic opening to Like a Rolling Stone on the organ is Al Cooper. The iconic opening to Freebird on the organ is Al Cooper. And honestly, I'm racking my brain. I can't think of two more iconic organ openings to classic rock songs than those two. And they both happen to be played by Al Cooper. That is unbelievable.
The answer is yes. Of course we remember you, Ronnie. It's 41 years later, and I'm doing a podcast about you. When I was a kid and I was first listening to this song, that line, I must be traveling on now, I thought it was, I'm a bee traveling on now. Like a bumblebee? How stupid is that? I mean, what was I thinking? Why would someone write a rock song about a, a bee and then you're going to talk about birds later? It made no sense. Kids are very, very dumb, or at least I was. I'm going to skip ahead some. I know that's basically sacrilegious to cut out any portion of this song, but you guys are very familiar with it, and it is a nine-minute song. So for this podcast, I'm going to skip ahead, skip a little bit of this this first middle-of-the-song guitar solo because Lord knows we're going to have plenty of awesome guitar here at the end. And I'm also going to skip a little bit of the, of the second verse, but uh, let's get back into it. Before we get into the the last four minutes or so of this song, the instrumental passage, the guitar solos, I told you before that my very first memory of Leonard Skinner and my most specific memory of this band has to do with Freebird. So let me share that with you guys now. I was riding in the car with my dad. I was, I don't know, maybe eight years old. Like I said, it's one of my earliest memories of the band, and I don't have a very good memory. We were just listening to the radio on our way home, and as we, right as we pulled into the garage, the instrumental portion of Freebird began. And my dad looked at me and said, we are not leaving this car until we have heard the rest of this song. And my dad is a great man. He's not, he was never very effusive or emotional, but I could tell that this was something that meant a lot to him, that he wanted to share this with me, and 
we sat there in silence in the garage and listened to the the rest of this song by Skinnerd, and it blew my mind. I couldn't believe a how long it kept going. This guitar solo kept going on and on. I'd never heard anything like that. I couldn't believe how cool it sounded to me. It was just amazing. It blew my mind. My dad was into it, and I was into it. So with that in mind, we're going to handle the rest of this song a little bit differently than usual. There will be no interruptions from me. I want everyone to just sit back wherever you are. Imagine yourself in a garage or a car from your childhood, whatever it is that has any meaning to you. I can remember the exact car that we were in, the garage. I remember the way it smelled. So this obviously had an impact on me. It made me excited about music. So let's all experience this song as if we're experiencing it for the first time. This is for everyone out there working 12 hours a day like Skinnerd, working 12 hours a day in the Hell House. This is for every band out there with three guitars and a dream. This is, of course, for all the free birds out there listening along. But most of all, this one's for you, Dad.
All right, Freebirds, that was Freebird. Thanks for indulging me. We all know the song, but sometimes you hear a song so much you, you start to take it for granted. So maybe we all listen to this song like we haven't listened to it in quite a while. I know I enjoyed it. I get that some people might think the lyrics are kind of cheesy. The whole idea of I can't change and I'm a free bird flying on. But clearly the lyrics, they mean something to a lot of people. They're easy to relate to. And they have stood the test of time. Maybe there's a reason why people still call out Freebird. I am going to write this song. Before we get any further, though, our sponsor today is Gary's Shave Club. Become a member of Gary's Shave Club and enter a world of like-minded shaving connoisseurs. Attend weekly shave club meetings in your area. Swap razors with other members and shave each other's faces. Build a clubhouse and run for club vice president. Gary is lifetime president. Visit GaryShaveClub.com to get started. And this month only, enter promo code GaryShaveClub. It's just a list of club meetings. You're not getting any razors. Why do we have to keep explaining this? Skinnered Reconsidered Podcast Simple Man to get the first month free. Gary's Shave Club. You can find me in the club. Gary's Shave Club. Why join a shave club that wouldn't want you as a member? Gary's Shave Club. The first rule of Gary's Shave Club is you always talk about Gary's Shave Club. I, I kind of like that. Did you hear that, Clarence? I kept thinking it was over and then there was more. That's pretty cool. So before I rate the song, we wrap up the first album by Leonard Skinner, which is called Pronounced Leonard Skinner. Let's do our favorite segment. Let's check out the Freebirds comments on songmeanings.com. I looked at this earlier today, and there are a lot of comments. I mean, probably about a third of the comments talking about how great it is that this song is a tribute to Dwayne Allman who, of course, is the amazing guitar player from the Allman Brothers Band, who, who died two years before this song came out. But let me tell you something, Freebirds. You probably already know this, but this song is not about Dwayne Allman. The band did, in concert, often play it as a tribute to Dwayne Allman, but that doesn't mean it was written for Dwayne Allman originally. So let's not lose the original intent of the song. I'm pretty sure it's just a song about leaving a girl behind or leaving a lifestyle behind and hitting the road and living for yourself. So not about Dwayne Allman. But let's get into the actual comments. The first one is from someone named Shattered Dreams. I guess like Shattered Dreams, but spelled in a weird way for some reason because of the internet. Who says, this is a beautiful song. I watched a documentary over Leonard Skinnerd, explained everything about the band, why they named the band the way they did and such, which I've got to explain that. You guys probably know, but I should mention that at some point. But back to the comment. The strange thing is they said the lead singer wrote the song like a day or a few days after he died in a plane crash when the band went down in a plane. Dot, dot, dot. Sad, huh? Well, it's definitely sad that three of them died plus some crew in a plane crash. But what is really weird to me is that a person would write a song after the plane crash and after dying and that your only reaction to that would be sad. I would be freaked out, confused. Obviously, none of this is true. The song was written 
uh, just a long time, a long time before the plane crash. So even if even if she meant to say a few days before the plane crash, that is incorrect. And she just watched a documentary, so I don't even know what this person is thinking. Let's get to the next comment. This is from someone named Opinion Head, which actually is a really great name for for someone on the internet. So I like that Opinion Head. Let's see what you got. Opinion Head says, "I will say this for a song that runs on at ten minutes." It is the effin' bomb biddity bomb. Greg Allman and Ronnie Van Zant could pick guitars like they could pick fights. This is the classic southern rock song. I don't even know where to begin with that. Does Greg, does Opinion Head think that Greg Allman and Ronnie Van Zant were playing electric lead guitar at the end of this song? Because A, neither one of them plays lead guitar. B, Greg Allman is in the Allman Brothers Band and not in Leonard Skinner. You know, I'm just going to go to the next comment. That was horrible. Opinion Head, you have a great name and a lousy mind. Next comment is from Brandy Angel. Brandy Angel says, This song is definitely my favorite and has been for a while. I take it as being a song about being free-spirited, finding yourself, and going out in the world. Always takes me back to graduation, turning 18, and breaking it to my friends and family that I was moving out and that I was a stripper. Hmm. A little twist at the end there. I just hope that Brandy Angel had a boombox on her shoulder, John Cusack style, and when she broke the news to her family, she hit play on Freebird and just walked out. Lord knows she can't change. All right, let's get to the next comment. But I don't even care. Who cares what these people's names are anymore? This comment says, quote, F this song. And by the way, let me back up. This is a family-friendly podcast. I'm having to edit what these animals out there online are saying. They use disgusting, filthy language. So I apologize. I'm trying to keep it as clean as possible. But the comment is, F this song. No one even likes birds. That's why we don't give them rights. And F women too. They are useless. I think bald eagles have rights. But that's not the point. I don't even know what to say about that. Let's move on to the next comment. From Rick3540, he says, In 1972, my then-wife and friends were at Underground Atlanta late one night in a bar I do not recall the name of. Late, tired, slightly wavering. The bar started Freebird, and a couple got up to dance. So slowly at first, then quicker, totally in tune to the music. The girl had long brown hair, a full figure, wearing a short dress, and she was exquisite. A total joy to watch, and I was filled with envy at her guy. Even today, I hear this song, I see her. I do believe even now that I could pick her out of a crowd. I loved the song before, and ever since it has a special joy for me because of her memory. Well, that has to be one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. I wonder why it didn't work out with his wife. He, every time he hears this song... 30, 40 years later, he's still thinking about somebody he watched dance in a bar one night, and it gives him a special joy. 
I honestly hope that he could not pick this woman out of a crowd 37 years later. And I doubt that he could. But I'm very worried about what would happen if he did. So let's all hope that nothing will come of this. But let's keep an eye on Rick 3540. So gross. Alright, the last comment comes from some other stupid name. And it is, quote, This song sucks. It has no real meaning whatsoever. Or at least if it does, no one can figure out what it is. Leonard Skinner sucks. Elvis is the bomb. So is Weird Al. Live on, Weird Al. I agree that Weird Al should keep living. I'm all for that, but... I don't know why you think this song sucks or why you're basing it on the fact that the meaning is so difficult to ascertain. You know, we probably spent a little too much time on songmeanings.com today. So let's get to the song rating. This obviously is a classic. One of the two most important and popular Leonard Skinner songs. I told you guys before that Tuesday's Gone is actually my favorite Leonard Skinner ballad. I said it wasn't necessarily better than Free Bird, but it was my favorite. I gave Tuesday's Gone a, a 4.8, I believe, somewhere in that ballpark. This is tough for me. I, I know it deserves a high score. So I'm going to give Free Bird on a scale of 1 to 5 Skinnards, 4.7 Skinnards. Very, very solid score. Great song. So that wraps up the first album, Pronounced Leonard Skinnard. That wraps up the first season of Skinnerd Reconsidered. Please join us next season where we're going to delve into an album by Leonard Skinnerd called Second Helping. The first song on that album is Sweet Home Alabama, so that's a huge one. Please write us at skinnerdreconsidered at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. We are also on Facebook, as I've mentioned before, and get this, we are also now on Instagram and Twitter. So look us up there. Clarence did that. Attaboy, Clarence. So look us up on social media. Connect to us. Thanks for listening. Join us next season as we delve into Sweet Home Alabama and a bunch of other great songs. Until then, I must be traveling... Wait, hold on. Stop. Did you Freebirds out there actually believe that I was giving the song Freebird by Leonard Skinner? 4.7 Skinnards. Of course not. Freebird gets 5 out of 5 Skinnards. All the Skinnards for Freebird. We'll see you next season. Yeah.